Now on the line for us, we have Attorney General of Texas, Ken Paxton. How are you, General? Hey, I'm doing well. Hope you all are well as as well. Are you defending the Alamo? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we we are defending the Alamo. I promise you that. How about our borders, Uh, Richard Weinberg, General? How about our borders? How are you doing there? So we have we just got a major victory on Friday uh, of last week. We we had it took us a year to get, but we have we've stopped the Biden administration from letting. And this is hard to believe they were not only inviting normal people to come to, to 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 our country, but they were letting criminals come in and stay, and they were fighting us on, on deporting them, even though that's required by law. So the Biden administration had no limit to the invitation of who they wanted in this country, including those who committed crimes, and a federal judge sided with us and said, no, the Biden administration cannot do this. I understand he can't do it, uh, and but they didn't tell him he has to obey the law. Is well, that no, technicality? We should sue the Biden no, no, administration. No, yeah. no, no. We they he they are ordered to to follow the law and deport criminals. Now, look, I'm not. I'm pretty sure they'll appeal this. This is the way it goes. It it never seems to end, and we we have to take it up to the Supreme Court. But some of these cases we've gotten to the Supreme Court, we're waiting on like the Remain in Mexico asylum program. We argued, I think, back in April, and uh, we're supposed to get a decision this month. And if if the Supreme Court tells them to do it. Federal law tells him to do it. If he's not doing it then, then we're talking about contempt and potentially – I mean I don't think the Democrats would ever impeach the president for not following the Constitution, but that's what should but, happen. But, but General, it's clear, and you and I both know as, as lawyers, the obligation when you take the oath of office as president is to enforce the Constitution and the laws of the United States. They have to be faithfully executed, and they've gone after – Trump, and I'm a Democrat, I'm saying they've gone out for Trump for a lot less than what uh, the Biden administration has done. I'm not an attorney, but I don't understand how the Biden, how President Biden is not being held accountable for willfully and knowingly uh, undermining our democracy and not, and not following the Constitution and not, not upholding the oath of office. I don't understand how no one is holding him accountable for it. So we're trying to. We're trying to. It just takes longer in court than you'd like. It takes sometimes a year, two years to get to the final result, which is you have federal law telling them to do it, which means with Congress, one branch of government, another branch, the the court saying you have to do it. And if he doesn't do it after that, the only remedy is then Congress to come back and impeach him. Now, if they don't, we're, we have a constitutional crisis. We have a president that literally says, I don't follow any laws. I'm basically a king here. And I don't have to do anything that I'm told to do because I get to decide that for myself. And that, that would be obviously a, a different a different constitution than our founders had envisioned. Right, that's it. I mean, what else can you say? Well, anything else you want to tell us before we take a break? Uh, I think that's it. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty significant case. It's a, the, we keep piling up these wins and they keep being appealed. But in the end... Uh, we are going to get that to that moment of, of decision whether the president's going to ignore not just federal law but these courts. And if he does, then we've got a whole other issue of contempt and whether this president can just do what he wants. Attorney General Paxton, how unsustainable is this open border policy? Because we know they're overwhelming the border towns and they will soon overload the cities right here. I mean, they're flying them in the dead of night right to Westchester County, a suburb of, of New York City, to Long Island. How out of control is it at the border? 
the consequences right now are devastating. We're talking about the, the importation of fentanyl because Border Patrol can't focus on that. They're basically processing people. And uh, the, the consequences are going to be hard to measure. I mean, it's going to be a, a significant impact on the country as we have literally millions of people flooding in that we're paying for. We're spending billions of dollars transporting people, housing them, taking care of them. That is coming out of the pocket of every single American. And as you see with inflation, there are Americans are already suffering with less money in their pockets. And now they're going to be supporting millions and millions of people. The other thing I understand, uh, there's possible power shortages or the predicting power shortages in Texas. Is that is that the old news, new news? Look, I don't really know what's going to happen. All I know is, you know, we did have a problem uh, in the winter. I don't think we've ever had a real problem in the summer, which is usually when we have the highest highest demand. Uh, we'll see. I mean, there's certainly been uh, pushes to uh, put our, our generation in a better place, and I, and I think we've got to add to that generation. There's no doubt that we haven't add, added to the generation in, I think, several years. And part of it's because subsidi- we've been subsidizing wind and solar and those are not reliable sources of energy. They, they're not always there, and they're expensive. They're also the most expensive forms of energy. So consumers, I think, are not going to appreciate if they have to keep paying higher and higher prices and have less and less reliability. Wow. Okay. we got a minute left. Nothing else? Well, hey, we just solved the cold case in Texas, which we just started a unit. It, it was a big deal for us. Uh, we were able to reunite a woman whose parents had been murdered in 1981. We, we used Baby DNA Holly. in 2000. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Two years later. Yes. Did you hear about so this story, that, John? That was... Woman, her parents were murdered. They never knew what happened to the baby. The family had been looking for her, and they solved this cold case, and she's been alive and well, and she's uh, 40 years old. Wow. Well, yeah, that was uh, we solved that last week. That's, That's wonderful. great news. Great well, news. defend those borders, and because uh, by defending the Texas borders, you're defending all of America. God bless you, and God bless America. And uh, hey, let's, thank you. You guys are thank you. And let's take a break, and uh, we'll come back back. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly two million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.